Do you struggle with negativity on your team? Do you often hear comments like, that won't work because blank? Or maybe you feel a real struggle to energize and excite your team about a goal that you're working to achieve. Negativity can be a cancer that robs your team of productivity, efficiency, and even success. But you can minimize, you can even eliminate negativity in your team. You can remove this obstacle that prevents your team from achieving the goals you're after. And the key to do so is focus. Focus is a, is a really simple concept. The difficult aspect of focus is identifying what to focus on. In this episode, I'll identify exactly what you need to focus on in order to minimize, even eliminate negativity in your team. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. Well, hello there, friend. This is the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast offering leadership lessons to newbies. My name is Michael Tanner, and with 30 years of leadership experience, it's my mission to help you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow so that you can positively impact business results as well as the lives of those you lead. Before we start talking about minimizing negativity in your team, let me quickly make you aware of our leadership calculator. You're listening to this podcast because you want to improve your leadership. In order to improve your leadership, you must first measure it. And our free calculator provides you an objective leadership score and the details for improving your leadership based on the results from utilizing the calculator. I'll share more about our leadership calculator at the end of the show. So for now, let's jump into how to minimize negativity in your team. Let me, let me first kind of address why negativity must be removed from your team. It must be a mindset that you kind of eradicate from your team, as well as yourself, if you're struggling with negativity as well. And, and let me explain why this is the case. Um, it reminds me, as I talk about why you need to remove negativity from your team, it reminds me of a quote, I believe it's been attributed to uh, Henry Ford. And the quote goes something like this. Whether you tell yourself you can or can't, either way, you're correct, right? So if you think about that, whatever you tell yourself, you're going to be correct. If you're going after a goal and you tell yourself you can achieve that goal, then ultimately you'll be successful in achieving that goal. However, if you're trying to achieve a goal and you tell yourself you can't do that, you can't achieve that goal then the likely outcome is going to be that you don't actually achieve the goal. Whether you tell yourself you can't achieve it or you tell yourself you can't achieve it, either way, in the end, you're going to be correct. Now, as I say that, I, I want to make clear, look, I'm not one of these um, uh, voodoo type people that, that believe that you can just say it and it comes into existence. I, you know, I can't get up one morning and say, uh, today, 
I'm going to be a millionaire and suddenly a $1 million check is going to show up in my mailbox. Uh, you know, that is not what I'm talking about here, but I am a firm believer in the, um, the influence or the impact that the things that we say to ourselves, how they impact our actions and our behaviors, right? So if we, again, if we tell ourselves we can, then that's going to influence, that's going to impact our actions in achieving the goal that we're going after. However, if we, again, if we say, well, we can't, then that's going to affect our actions towards that goal. Our actions are going to be half-hearted at best. We're probably not going to spend the mental energy to think of the best ideas of achieving that goal and so forth. So what we tell ourselves is incredibly important to whether or not we're going to be successful in accomplishing that. And so what I like to do, kind of the, the mental gymnastics that I do, if you will, when I'm going after something and, I, and I'm questioning myself a little bit, right? When I'm tempted to say to myself, I can't do that, then I will change the language in my mind. And I will say to myself, instead of saying, I can't do that, I will say to myself, that will be very difficult, but I can do that. Okay, so I'll acknowledge that it might be difficult. And, and oftentimes when we feel like we can't do something, it's really based in this fear of the difficulty of getting it done. Uh, and so I will say to myself, instead of saying I can't do something, I will say that will be very difficult, but I can do that. Right. And so the first reason for removing negativity is, is just that the things that we tell ourselves have great influence and impact on our actions of trying to accomplish something. But secondly, as it relates to a team, you need to recognize that negativity is contagious. In fact, I would maybe I would describe it this way. Every single one of us has somewhat innately in us a negativity gene, right? We're, we're negative in some way. Um, my wife and I, uh, we uh, very much collide in this way in that I feel like I'm an optimist and I feel like she's a pessimist. She would describe herself as a realist, but I would describe it as a pessimist, right? But I have to say that even me, considering myself an optimist, I have this negativity gene in me as well, right? It's it's there. It's, it's almost like a virus that's that's lying dormant in in my in my mind or in my body. But all it requires to uh, come out of its dormancy and, and to just kind of take over my thoughts and my actions, my behaviors and my attitude, all it needs is someone else that is also being negative. And so the reason this is so important in the context of a team is if you have one individual that is being negative, then that will become contagious to the other team members. And they likewise, even if they're, you know, like, again, like me, if they consider themselves to be optimist, the negativity of other team members will start to bring out the negativity in them as well. So that's another reason you, you have to remove negativity in the context of a team. But then lastly here, the reason why, and I alluded to this earlier, oftentimes negativity is actually rooted or grounded in, in fear. It's not actually grounded in reality. A team may look at a goal and 
the team may convince itself that they can't achieve that goal. But oftentimes that is not rooted in reality. Oftentimes within that team, they have the right knowledge. They have the right skill set. They have the right training. or They have everything that they need likely to achieve that goal. But that negativity is is rather rooted in this, this fear. And it could be a fear of failure, right? Well, that's a really, really big goal. And we might not achieve it. We might not make it, uh, you know, on time or whatever. And so there's this, this fear of failure. There can be this fear of difficulty, which I alluded to earlier, right? The team may look at a goal and, and realize that it's aggressive or something like that. And, and they may fear the hard work, the difficulty or the challenges that they're going to face to get to that goal, to achieve that goal. So oftentimes this negativity, again, it's rooted in a fear. It's not actually rooted in some type of reality. And so for all of those reasons, you as the leader, you have to recognize and see this negativity in your team. You have to take some action to remove that negativity, certainly minimize it, and if at all possible, actually eliminate, remove this negativity from your team. And so I said earlier that I believe that the key to beginning the process of removing negativity from your team, I said that it was related to focus. The focus is the key to removing negativity. But the, the question is then, well, what do we focus on? Focus, as I said earlier, it's a really simple concept. Focus means applying your attention to one thing, one thing at a time, right? That's essentially what focus is. It's a simple concept. But the challenge that we always face with focus is, what is that one thing that we need to focus on? And so in answering that question, as it relates to removing negativity, I'm going to tell you two things, actually. First of all, what not to focus on, and then secondly, what you should focus on. So let me first explain what not to focus on. I mentioned earlier that, you know, you may hear comments from your team related to, well, that won't work because fill in the blank, right? You, you, you offer up some uh, suggestion or maybe your team is brainstorming the solution to a problem and as a team, you kind of arrive at a desired idea for solving the problem. But then you have this one team member that says, well, that won't work because, and they're going to fill in the blank after that. Here, here's, here's the reasons. Here's all the excuses why that won't work. Well, if you'll pay attention, oftentimes those excuses that are offered by that, that team member or those team members that are being negative Oftentimes, those are excuses are focused on the things that you as a team do not have. And so that's the first thing that I want to mention here related to focus. Do not focus on the things you don't have. Okay, so, so for instance, again, that, that team member may say, well, well, that won't work because we don't have enough people. Or that won't work because we don't have the tool we need to accomplish that. So be careful that you do not focus on the things that you don't have. I notice this all the time in my relationship with my wife. As I said earlier, um, I would characterize her as a pessimist and, and I'm the optimist. And, and oftentimes we will be doing something around the house or something. And I will hear her say, I wish I had, 
I wish I or I wish we had this or I wish we had that. And I understand her comment and, and I recognize that the fact that we don't have whatever it is that she has mentioned, that has certainly made it more difficult to do whatever it is we're trying to do. But and, and I'm really careful um, with my 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 um, my conversation with her related to this. But I try to change her her thinking away from continuing continuing to wish or continuing to think about or continuing to focus on the things we don't have in that moment. And instead, here's the second part of this, and you can probably see this coming. You should focus on what you do have. Okay, so do not focus on what you don't have and instead focus on what you do have. Oftentimes what will happen to us is that if we are so focused on the things that we do have, or I'm sorry, if we're so focused on the things that we don't have, then we kind of lose sight of or we don't even recognize the tools or the people or the skills that we do have and therefore we don't properly or or most efficiently or most optimally utilize the things that we do have again mentally we're so caught up on something we don't have that we don't properly utilize things that we do have uh, and so again you may have that person that says well that that'll never work because we don't have enough people well you don't have, let's say, you know, this person believes that you have, you need 10 people to accomplish something and you only have eight. Well, that'll never work because we don't have 10 people. Well, let's don't focus on the fact that we don't have 10 people. Instead, let's focus on the fact that we have eight people. And what can we do with these eight people? Uh, clearly, we can, we can accomplish 80% of the goal, but how can we best utilize these eight people to accomplish what 10 people should be able to do, right? And there's almost always a process change or something different that you can do or whatever that will uh, accomplish that goal for you, right? So focus on the eight people that you do have in my example and the skill sets that they have and so forth for accomplishing the goal. Don't focus on what you don't have and instead focus on what you do have. Now, especially as a, a leader of a team, let me kind of talk you through how to begin to shift the mindset. Uh, and again, I believe some of us are just kind of naturally more uh, pessimistic and others are naturally more optimistic. And so I'm not trying to talk you through how do you change people, okay? Uh, uh, some people are introverts, some people are extroverts. As a leader, you're not going to change an introvert into an extrovert. And certainly also as a leader, you're not going to change someone who has um, pessimistic tendencies. You're not necessarily going to change them into a op someone that has optimistic tendencies. But you can begin to kind of shift their their attitude, their, their behaviors around teamwork and so forth. You can begin to shift those things from a, a more pessimistic um, characteristic to optimistic characteristic. And you do th that by doing this to, to shift the focus away from things that you don't have to things that you do have. First of all, as a leader, you need to recognize that you, I, I say this all the time, especially as it relates to building relationships and all 
your leadership activity, the thing that things that you're doing as a leader, they should almost never be covert operations. You're not doing this in secret in some way, right? And so you're not trying to secretly change your team from thinking negatively to thinking positively. Right? You're not trying to do this in secret. And so don't, you know, don't uh, try to do this as a covert operation. Instead, what you want to do is you want to acknowledge, you want to out loud say the things that you don't have. Okay. So as I said earlier, <clears throat> I'm really careful with this. When, my, when we're doing something, my wife says, I wish we had blank. I will say to her, yeah, I, I know we don't have that. And, and I do recognize that that would make this a lot easier, but here's what we do have, right? And so what I'm doing there, again, I'm, it's not a covert operation. I'm not trying to hide my, um, my attempts to, to kind of shift her from negativity to positivity. I'm acknowledging those things that we don't have. And so when that team member says, well, that'll never work because we don't have 10 people. Well, don't dismiss that. As a leader, you've got to acknowledge that. You, you're, you're exactly right. And if we had 10 people, I know that this would be uh, easier and, and no doubt we could, we could easily achieve this goal. But, right, and, and the but is now um, <clears throat> we're asking our team to not dwell on that thing that we don't have, right? Don't dwell on those missing two people, again, in my example. Let's don't dwell on the fact that we're missing those two people. And instead, let's focus on the eight people that we do have. Again, I'm using an example. Someone is negative and says you need 10 people. We only have eight. So let's don't focus on the missing two people. Instead, let's focus on the eight people that we do have. And let's start to itemize. Let's start to list all the things that those eight people can do, the skill sets that they do, that they have that would be relevant to accomplishing this goal, the, the training that they have had in the past that would be relevant to accomplishing the, this goal. Let's begin to list, let's begin to itemize all the things that we do have that will help us accomplish this goal. And so again, in order to shift the focus of those that individual or those individuals on your team, that have those negative thoughts, then again, it's not a covert operation. You're acknowledging their feelings or their thoughts of negativity. You're acknowledging those, but then you're shifting those away. And, and you're basically saying, look, I, I recognize we don't have that, but let's not dwell on those things that we don't have. Instead, let's really, really think about, let's really, really focus on those things that we do have so that with those, we can determine how we can succeed with those things that we do have. That's how you shift the focus of your team, team individuals as well. Now, the benefits of doing this, the benefits of being diligent to shift the focus of your team members from negativity to positivity are this. First of all, <clears throat> excuse me, first of all, you're going to shift the, the, the mindset of your people. Now, again, I, you're not going to change them. If, if, um, uh, you know, like I said earlier, an introvert, you're not going to change into an extrovert, but you're going to shift the mindset of 
believing in themselves, you're going to shift the mindset of believing in the team's ability to do the difficult work. You're going to change their mind shift into believing the the commitment levels, the loyalty levels among the team. You're going to begin to build what what we call in in the um, the leadership equation, which is the equation behind the leadership calculator. You're going to begin to build credibility within your team. They're going to begin to believe more positively about the abilities of the team, even though they still recognize the things that the team doesn't have that that you possibly should have, okay? Now, the second benefit to this is oftentimes your team is going to um, be, they're, they're going to develop more efficient plans for accomplishing the mission. So as I said earlier, you may have that team member that says, well, that'll never work because we don't have 10 people. But then if you take your, your focus off of those two missing individuals and you focus on the eight that you do have, and you determine a way, maybe you change the process, whatever it might be, but you determine a way that those eight people can still accomplish the mission, accomplish the goal, when your team has developed a more efficient plan, right? What would could have certainly could have taken 10 people, you've been able to accomplish with eight people. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about, well, you just make those eight people work more hours. I'm not talking about... Um, burning people out or anything like that, but you'll you'll recognize or you'll see that your team, when they focus on the things that they do have, they're capable of coming up with more efficient plans to accomplish the goal. And again, you can accomplish it with eight, whereas in the, in the beginning, you thought it would take 10 people. And then the last benefit of doing this, I acknowledge there are times where you do need more people or you need more time or you need more money or, or you know, or, or some, some tool or something that your team currently doesn't have, you need those things. I, I acknowledge that that's the case. But the benefit of staying focused on what you do have and building out the most efficient plans with what you do have, the benefit in doing that is now you have the justification for asking for more. So oftentimes, the way it will work, especially for new leaders, is they will go to their boss and they will tell their boss, hey, uh, hey, boss, um, I don't think we can accomplish this goal because we don't have the 10 people that we need. We only have eight. Well, when you go to your boss and and that's your stance, then oftentimes you're going to get a, a response less than desirable, right? No, well, sorry. I mean, we got to do, we got to make do with what we have, right? That may be the response you're going to get from your boss. But when you, when you go through the rigors of focusing on what you do have, making the most efficient plans as possible, right? And, and maybe you accomplish a few of those goals with the eight people you have, but now you can go to the boss and say, hey, we have really optimized our planning process. We have really optimized the way we can do this. And now the way that we can scale is by adding two more people. We can do so much more now if we add two people, because if we add two people to this really efficient process or this really efficient manner that our team operates, well, that's going to scale that eight to 10 even greater, right? So you, you, you what it provides for you, it provides for you that that strong justification 
for going and asking for whatever it was that your team felt like you were missing. Okay. Again, in my example, maybe it's a good one. Maybe it's a bad one, but my example of needing 10 people, you make do with eight, you accomplish the goal with eight because you've become more efficient and optimal in your working together as a team. Now, if you add two more people to that, it's going to be even better. And that's a justification you can, you can, um, you know, offer to your boss. Now, having said that, Anytime I, I talk or I coach with individuals um, or, or even teams regarding negativity, oftentimes a leader wants to take this stance that negativity in a person, in a team member, it just cannot exist, right? You, you can't have a negative team member. And therefore, the way to solve this problem in my, in my team is just to remove all of the negative team members, all of those team members that have those natural tendencies to be pessimistic, if you will, let's just fire all of those team members. Let's bring in new team members. Let's make sure that in the hiring process, we bring in, you know, very positive people. And, and I get that. I understand that. But, but let, me, let me suggest this to you. First of all, I would say this. If you get to the point that you are firing a team member, you as the leader owe it to that team member that that is the absolute last resort. You've done everything that you can as a leader to teach them, to coach them, to mentor them through whatever shortcoming that they might have. In this case, it's going to be negativity. You owe that to every single team member. But secondly, as it relates to negativity, I would say this. If you try to address negativity in your team by just simply firing those team members that seem to be negative, I'm going to submit to you based on my experience that negativity will persist in your team. Yes, you will remove a few team members. You'll remove a team member that you see as negative. You'll go out and, and in the hiring process, you'll do everything that you can to make sure that that new person that you hire into your team is a, you know, a positive person. They're not a pessimist. They're a very optimistic person. You're going to do everything that you can to rec to, to ensure that, but because you haven't addressed negativity in your team and you haven't built this teamwork or, or this culture within your team of positive thinking, of focusing on what you do have and not focusing on what you don't have, as I said earlier, that, that negativity gene that, ha that, that resides in every single one of us, maybe it's dormant, but eventually it will, it will rise again. And it, maybe it's in that new team member that you brought on, brought on thinking they were eternally optimistic, or maybe it's in one of your veteran team members, you will begin to see negativity in them. And again, then it will spread. Um, uh, it will be contagious. It will spread to the other team members as well. So because you're not properly addressing negativity, you're just kind of removing that one person and bringing a new person in. Negativity will, will rear its ugly head again. It will persist. New hires will also become negative. Uh, and if it's not them, then it'll be one of your uh, one of your other team members, again, that that neg negativity gene rears its ugly head, spreads throughout the team, and that's because you haven't properly addressed negativity when you try to address it with just removing a team member and bringing a new one in. So I don't encourage that. Instead, you've got to address this issue head on. And, and you do that by acknowledging, focus on what you have not what you don't have. And, and again, you're saying this out loud to your team. You're teaching this to your team. You're not trying to do this 
in some type of covert operation. And so you're, you're shifting your own mindset. You're shifting their mindset to focus on things you do have rather than the things that you don't. And again, what that'll do is that'll force you and your team to build better plans, more optimal, more efficient plans in accomplishing your mission. And then ultimately in the end, it'll give you the justification you need to go and ask for those additional um, people or additional resources that you need to even better accomplish even bigger missions in the future. So, so there you have it. That's how you address negativity. That's what you need to focus on. Focus on what you do have. Do not allow yourself or your people, your team members, to focus on the things that you don't have. So there you have it. That's how you address negativity. And listen, hey, if you want to learn more about minimizing negativity, then you have to start with our leadership calculator. Um, this positive mindset is explained further in the competence section of our leadership calculator. Uh, and again, you'll receive a detailed report on how to improve these areas of your leadership based on the results from utilizing the calculator. All you have to do is head over to the leadershipcalculator.com. You can take the quick assessment there. You'll get a score from us. You'll get a report from us. And part of that report, the competence section, will talk about how you change uh, your team to this more positive mindset. So be sure you pay attention to that. And listen, until I speak to you again next time, remember that I love you because that's what leaders do. And I want you to be blessed and lead well. This episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended, but never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcasts and episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com. Odds are, if you're hearing my voice right now, you are a leader who has questions or feels like this. I was new to leadership. You're just hoping to show them the, the right path and right. hope they catch on intentional saying, hey, this is the path we're taking. As a new leader, not having people work for me, how do you go about hiring people, finding right. that right team member? How do we have everybody want to be on this team because the goal that we're going for helps them, helps the company, helps everybody. Yes, this podcast is here to help with that. I share with you everything I can to help you grow into a leader everyone loves and wants to follow. But let's face it, it will take me years to share with you my 29 plus years of leadership experience via a weekly podcast episode. So if you're really serious about improving your leadership faster to positively impact business results and the lives of those you lead, I invite you to consider the Leadership Accelerator. This is the 30-day challenge I've created to teach leaders like you the principles guaranteed to improve your leadership effectiveness in just 30 days. Leaders are watching their leadership improve with every action taken in the 30-day challenge. I would even include my confidence level, even just having simple conversations with people. I don't feel the edginess of trying to have a difficult conversation. Leaders are fast tracking their leadership growth. I feel like I gained five years worth of experience just because I've gained five years worth of knowledge. Over the course of 30 days, you'll get deep, hands-on, and step-by-step -step coaching from me 
on every element of our leadership equation. It's the mathematical science behind measuring your leadership. You have a predictable, measurable way of looking at leadership, that a different way that I've seen people describe it. While the Leadership Accelerator is a self-paced online course, you will also receive multiple opportunities to ask me directly your specific leadership questions. So if you're ready to commit to improving your leadership, head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash accelerator right now. And if you're still on the fence, you absolutely have to do it. The word is acceleration. It'll accelerate your knowledge, your experience, your confidence. What are you waiting for? Once again, head over to credibleleaders.com forward slash accelerator and sign up. I can't wait to meet you in the program. And remember, I love you because that's what leaders do. And I want you to be blessed and lead well.